Now, in my experience, growth usually comes from a source of pain or discomfort, which pushes you to try something new or interrupt an old behavior simply because you come to realize that the pain of remaining the same, of remaining who you are and where you are, is far greater than the discomfort it's going to take for you to change and try something new. My intention for this show is to inspire growth within you. So if you want to familiarize yourself with the journey many have taken to drastically change their lives, this is the place to be. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Grow With Moon podcast. I am your host, Moon Zafar, and uh, today I have with me Laura, who is a first grade teacher. She's been teaching first grade for almost eight years. She's also the host of a podcast called the Laura Strong Mom Podcast. And her intention with that is to empower others to see the greatness that they have within and to make their dreams come true. And if that wasn't enough, Laura is also a powerlifting athlete. She's been doing it for three years. Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for that awesome intro. And yes, I'm very honored to be on your podcast. I discovered your podcast a few months ago and just the guests and your story has been absolutely empowering and it's an honor to be on here. Awesome, Laura. Thank you so much for uh, sharing that and I'm glad you uh, enjoyed my show. You're welcome. All right, so uh, let's dive right into it. So you have been a first grade uh, teacher for eight years. Can I ask uh, what inspired you to become a teacher and did you always want to become a teacher? Yes, from a very early age, I have always enjoyed teaching. I have always enjoyed facilitating learning with my youngest brother. Well, now he's 19, but when he was younger and there is an age difference, I am 31 and my brother is 19. And so I was able to read books to him and that was very fulfilling. I found it very, I enjoyed it a lot. And so from then in high school, I took courses to where I had the opportunity to observe in a preschool classroom and I was able to work with students and I found it really fun and rewarding. So that really reinforced my decision to pursue that in college to where I got my liberal arts degree and then my teaching credential and eventually to where I am now. And I've always, like I said, I've found it rewarding to facilitate to teach someone and also just to have that wonderful opportunity to make an impact in a student's life to plant that seed of hope and knowing that I made that small contribution to them for when they become contributing members to society so it is something that I take a lot of pride in and something that I'm very grateful that I'm able to do. That's awesome. I love the intention you put into that. Would you say that this is sort of like your dream job for you, teaching children? It definitely is. It is my dream job. It is something that I wake up and I'm excited for. And it's something that I consistently think about. For me, my job doesn't end when I leave the classroom. It is something that I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about how my lessons went. I'm thinking about how I can continue to support my students, how I can celebrate their successes. So it's an ongoing process that doesn't end when I leave my classroom. And what's has also been equally rewarding is I am mentoring other teachers as well 
in my school site where I teach. And that also has been rewarding to where I'm not only teaching my first graders, but I'm also in a sense teaching my colleagues as well. So it's something that I am very passionate about and I do consider it a dream job. I wake up every day excited and looking forward to another day to where teaching is such a wonderful profession to where every day is not the same. Every day it's different. Every day you have different opportunities to teach lessons, to empower students. So I love that aspect to where it's not the same routine in a sense every day. And every day I'm teaching a different lesson, which is really wonderful. In my grade level that I teach first grade, it's multiple subjects. So it's not like in high school where it's one subject history, where it's that same subject throughout the day with my teaching. I teach math, I teach reading. So it's different subjects, which is really awesome as well. So there is a variety of content that I am teaching my students. That's super cool. And I, I, you, you're sort of in a unique position where you've always been clear about what you wanted to do and you're, you're doing that now. So I want to get into... Um, the aspect of the challenge aspect of it. So obviously with anything, there are some challenges. And so have there, have there been any parts um, um, in your career where you thought, oh man, this is too hard. I don't want to do this anymore. And if not something similar to that, and how do you overcome uh, those moments of um, those moments of discomfort? Definitely. It was my first three years. And for me, I felt that my first three years were challenging to where there were days, as you said, that I was not as motivated because with in my unique journey, when I went through my coursework in college, I, did, I was not working in a classroom. I know some students, they'll do substitute teaching or they'll do an internship. With me, I just decided to do everything and then obviously do my student teaching, which is about, I would say, a month where you are teaching in a classroom, but you have the mentor teacher there who is the teacher that you are completing your student teaching. And so I didn't have that much teaching experience. So those first three years, they were difficult because I was learning, first of all, how to teach first grade, how to teach that curriculum, getting used to dealing with different students' personalities and different needs. And just realizing, as I had mentioned before, it's a constant ongoing nonstop to where I don't just leave my work in my classroom. Sometimes I have to bring my work home to grade students' work or to work on report cards, to prepare for parent conferences. So there was a lot of additional work I didn't realize that I re was required outside the classroom. And so that was the part that was challenging, having to balance my personal life with my professional life and learning to set boundaries. After this certain time, I am, I'm going to start stop working. And so the first three years, I just wanted to do, 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 do everything. And I was working nonstop until 8, 9 p.m. And so it was, in a sense, I was burning out. And that was really challenging. That was really difficult having to adjust myself and really set those boundaries. And so answering that question that you asked, how did I overcome those challenges? It was really setting an agenda, staying organized, and most importantly, giving myself that boundary after 
5 p.m. I am not working anymore. I am going to tend to my son and take care of myself, that self-care. And so that was hard because I'm a person that has a lot of drive and I'm used to just working and giving my best and even sometimes spreading myself too thin. So really setting that boundary, I will work only until this time and prioritizing my day. So prioritizing, creating a schedule and setting strong boundaries for myself that I would honor these boundaries so that I wouldn't burn out. And it wasn't, it was after my third year that I got the routine. I was good with the curriculum and then I was able to have less stress, but those first few years, and that's the piece of advice I give to teachers that I mentor that they're going through their first few years. And I share my story with them. I say, I've been through there. I've also had those moments and I give them hope that this is just the first few years, but once you do have more knowledge and practice with the curriculum, then you'll be able to, it'll be less stressful because you do have to sort of in a way learn the art of it, but also just your style of teaching. The way I teach is different than what my colleague teaches and what my other colleague teaches. So we all have our own unique way of delivering a lesson. So Learning that, getting comfortable with that and pushing past that discomfort was helpful for me to overcome those challenges in my first few years of teaching. Got it. And I love that you mentioned the the learning aspect of it. And as with anything, right, if, whether it's something that you're doing uh, that's a conventional job or something that you're really passionate about, there always is a learning curve and there's always a uh, are those difficult moments and then for me oftentimes I connect back to why I'm doing what I'm doing and that always uh, gets to be the deciding factor because that always uh, pulls you back and like you said having setting clear boundaries and having a clear intention will help you stay focused on uh, where you're going so you've been a teacher and now you have a podcast so I want to get into why you started the podcast and how you sort of got into it. So I started my podcast through inspiration of a friend of mine, Katie. If you're listening, thank you so much for being such a great friend. She has also a podcast, the Katie Maria Podcast Show, to where she's also a high school teacher and she has her podcast and she has her photography business that she is doing as well. I was a guest in her podcast episode and I had such a great time. It was fun mm -hmm. and she was helpful providing me with information on how to start my own podcast. So she was able to guide me and I, it's something I've always thought about, but I've never really taken time to start because for me, I thought that it was more challenging than I initially thought. Yes, it does require work. As you know, it requires time, but for me, I think it was a little bit, I was a little apprehensive and had a little fear of what if I fail or what if it doesn't work out? And so I've been doing a lot of work in my personal development and an area that I'm focusing on is taking more calculated risks and having more confidence and not being afraid of failure, not worrying about what others will think if I fail. And so having that mindset, that growth mindset to where I I am not failing. I am learning. This is a lesson learned and 
I'm going to learn from it, gain perspective and keep going. And so I also wanted to share my journey, my journey as a single mom going through my experiences with my divorce, which led me to powerlifting. I wanted to share my journey to empower others who are walking in similar paths in life. I wanted to use it to empower others and to have other guests share their story because I believe that everyone's story matters. Everyone matters. And having that wonderful opportunity to provide that platform for others to share their story and to empower others I felt just a sense of calling for it and it has been wonderful. And so that's how I've started this podcast and I'm very proud of it. I'm so humbled just by the feedback I've gotten and also by the guests just listening to their stories. And I want to go back to a point that you made that was very profound for me was the why. And hearing other people share their journey, their experiences really reinforces the why, why I'm doing this podcast, because I have found a similarity in everybody's stories that there is just resilience, that there is struggle, but on the other side of struggle is resilience. And resilience is such a beautiful thing and you can't have resilience without struggle. And so it it really reaffirms my decision on starting it and it gives me a why and also motivates me to continue working towards my goals as well. Thank you so much for answering that. So you got inspired to start a podcast because you have an innate desire uh, to help people. I think that's really important and you feel that your story can inspire someone or give them hope or give them support and help them feel that they're not the only ones on a similar path, which I think is is super important because that's one of the reasons why I started my podcast and why I wrote my book. And my book is about uh, finding out that I was going to be a father while still in university, while still deciding if I wanted to graduate or not. And the reason why I wrote that book was that I knew that I was not the only one in that situation, not the only guy that has ever happened to. And I wanted to take my journey and put it down on paper and show that, you know, if you put your mind to it and if you set the intention that things can turn out well for you, this is my story, this is my journey, these are my challenges. And I'm sure if if your challenges are not exactly the same, maybe they're worse or better, but this is a path that I took and maybe this can work for you too, or at least you can find some hope in my story. So I think that you and I are sort of similar in that way that we both want to inspire people. And I just want to appreciate that part of you. And I want to thank you for doing that because it does take a lot of courage. No, uh, of course you're very welcome. And I agree. There is that vulnerability. You're putting it all out there. And that is something that I had to really work through And for me, going back to the why, yes, I'm putting it out there that I've had these struggles and there's that vulnerability aspect that other people will know my story and it does take a lot of courage. But for me, the why and the fact that it will empower others was stronger than that fear for me to 
not say anything. And so I definitely agree with you that it does take courage. And I also appreciate you for sharing your journey because it has empowered me and inspired me to also continue on mine. And so I think that it does take a lot of courage to share our stories. But the amazing thing is that it could empower someone else that And I like to think about it this way, and I've reflected upon this. There are others who are silently watching. They're not telling you that they're watching your journey, but they're silently watching, hoping to get empowered. And so empowering them as well is is amazing, sharing that to inspire them to fight. Or as you said, for them to say, oh, well, he too is going through that struggle she too is going through that struggle. If they made it, then I can make it too. So it's just a great sense of solidarity and inspiration that happens when we do share our stories because it is more impactful than we think for sure. 100%. So I want to talk about a bit of the, a bit of the micro steps for starting the podcast. So you, t- you talked to your friend, you were on her show, and then she told you, okay, these are the steps you have to take. And then so... From then on, like when she inspired you to start the podcast till the day you published your first episode, what was that process like? What were the challenges for you? What were some of the limiting patterns that came up? And uh, how did you challenge those and overcome those? So the first part was the technical aspect. I was using a certain platform and I decided to just record it on there, not record in another area and then import the file. So the first episode that I had recorded, it actually didn't upload correctly and it got deleted. So it was those small tech, yes, those small technical glitches that were hurdles. And I was a little upset, but for me, it's really hard for me to quit. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> resilient when my mind, as you said, and it was so funny that you mentioned that, that when my mind is set on something, I don't stop. And sometimes I have to dial back to where it's like, okay, I really need to rest. But for me, once my mind is set on something, I don't stop. I keep going. And so I said, you know what? I will figure out a way. So I figured out how to record it. And I actually did it on Zoom. So instead of how you and I are having the meeting on Zoom, I just figured out a way to just start a meeting, even though it was just with myself, to record it and then export it. And it was basically just playing with it, playing with it or using YouTube to see how other people have started it and the help with my friend as well. And so those technical glitches, those hurdles were a little bit challenging, but I just said, you know what, we're doing this. I don't care how long this takes. I don't care how how much I have to research, how much friends I have to network with and ask, I am going to do this. And so that was the first challenge. The other aspect was actually the content. The very first episode was when I described how powerlifting empowered me to where I talked about challenging subjects such as my postpartum depression my divorce, how I had to go through those things to really discover myself and ask myself, what is my purpose? What do I want to do in life? How do I want to empower others? And so going through that story and sharing that, that was a little bit challenging, but that's where I really gathered my courage and remembered that I'm at a great place and I'm thankful. I've done a lot of work. I've done a lot of work with therapy and it's been great. So I'm at a place where I can talk about it and 
be okay. I can talk about it in a way where I don't see myself as a victim. I see myself as a survivor. I've never seen myself as a victim. I've always seen myself as a survivor and basically sharing my story in a way to empower and not to share in a way, oh, everybody feel sorry for me. Like that is not the way that I see my journey. I see my journey as these are my challenges. These are the circumstances that happened. This is how I decided to take responsibility for my life because I have my son that is watching me and I want to be strong for him. So I want to show him that it's okay, that um, it's okay that I could love myself right now and work towards myself because I want him to see the value of that. And so that was the, the, the challenging part with the content for that first episode. But it was incredible to where I recorded it and I published it and the feedback that I immediately received, it was amazing to where others have said, yes, I have walked the same path. Thank you so much for sharing that. Keep doing it. And that really validated my decision to do it. And it's, I find that I have a passion and I have a gift of storytelling in a manner that I, I say it, but it's just been, it's been incredible. And so those were the two aspects that were challenging when it came to that first podcast episode. But then after that, everything just flowed and went great and it's been going good. So that was the journey of getting my first podcast episode and launching the podcast itself. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that you touched on that's really important and it's maybe um, underrated these days is the idea of getting support. So like you said, you, you went through some therapy, you had some uh, help with your friend who already has a podcast and, you know, really having that support system, especially when you're trying out something new, like starting a podcast. Uh, a lot of the times when, from my perspective, when our intentions are not clear or, or they're just very surface level, we try to take on things. And I certainly have done that in the past all on our own that, okay, I've got this, I'm going to do this all on my own without any help. And, uh, and I'm not saying that you can't do that, but I'm saying that maybe doing it alone is uh, maybe a tad bit harder and maybe a bit more painful as opposed to if you have some support, if you're getting help, you're getting to your goals faster. And if your goal is to help people and, and share your message, just know that you're, you're getting your message out faster and it's reaching a lot more people and maybe someone really needed to hear your story, um, you know, at that moment. And if you, if you didn't have support, if you didn't have help, they might not have helped, uh, gotten that support from you. So it's really cool that you're mentioning these aspects of support because I think they're absolutely crucial and a bit underrated in, in, you know, in the world that we live in right now. But I think that, um, it's great that you have that network of support and, uh, you you rely on it to to get to where you need to be and uh, um, yeah I want to thank you for for uh, for doing that because even reaching out for support that is a tough tough uh, it can be tough for for people sometimes I knew that it was for me I've certainly gone through my sh uh, share of some uh, some therapy with a counselor and I know that just taking the first step it's a hard step. Definitely. And for me, that was a lesson that I learned in my journey, asking for help, seeing that asking for help is not a sign of weakness. Asking for help is not saying I'm failing. Asking for help is saying I'm struggling 
please help me. And letting that pride, letting that ego go, letting the thought of other people's opinions, what will someone think of me if I'm asking for help? I learned that so much, especially as you know, as a single mom, I am so thankful for my mom. I'm so thankful because of her, I'm able to go to work. I'm able to do my powerlifting training. I'm able to lean in on her a lot for those aspects. And then also if I'm having moments to reach out, I'm very thankful to have my close friends who I reach out if I'm having moments, if I'm having a rough day and in powerlifting, having my coach, Mark Lopez has been amazing and incredible. And I'm so thankful that I took that step to let the ego go, let the pride go and ask for help. And a support system is absolutely vital. That is something that I stress a lot in my podcast to my loved ones, that it's really important. This is not a one woman show. I cannot succeed in life or I wouldn't be the person that I am today, or I would not be able to continue to set goals and work towards even more without a support system. It takes a collective effort, but not only having the support system, having the right support system. And I'm not coming from a negative aspect in this. It's discerning on who is supporting. If I say, I can't go out today, I have to work on my podcast, or I have to come back early because I have to rest for my powerlifting training. So having the right individuals in my support system would absolutely support that. Yes, Laura, we support that. Go do what you need to do. It's okay. And so I have learned that in my journey too, unfortunately, that having the right support is important also so that you are getting that support as you are working towards your goals. Um, so uh, just a side question. Does your son know you have a podcast? Yes, he does. He does know I have a podcast. I talk to him about it and mm -hmm. he gets excited and he also gets really excited about my powerlifting as well. He will tell me, mom, you're so strong when I show him my videos because I do film myself mm -hmm. to check my technique and everything. But yes, he does know I have a podcast and he gets really excited about it. Yeah. Isn't it awesome just hearing them or just watching, uh, watching them do your work. And for me, I get really excited when my daughter, she's three now, but she, she learned the word podcast because I do it. Mm -hmm. And then she calls it the girl with your baby podcast. <laughs> um, she's like, and then when I'm working, she's like, Moina, are you working on that podcast? And it's just that them watching you doing something unique. It just, uh, it gives me a sense of, I don't know, a little bit of pride because I know I'm showing them to, in a way to follow their own dreams and follow their own path and be strong. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I know that when um, she grows up, if she's really into it, she can, you know, hear me talk here uh, on online. And there's tons of minutes, of minutes of me on the internet where she can tune into me and then listen to me and see what I say and be inspired by it. And, and you know, there's a part of me that really looks forward to it. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to share that with you. <laughs> no, that is awesome. And I also agree that isn't it wonderful to have this out there to where our children can hear that and to get empowered themselves. And so this is a little story. I 
when Santiago was born, I started, I created his own email. And so I don't know how the technology will be by the time he's 18, but right. as a present from him graduating high school, I was going to give him the email and the password. And there he would have all the emails that I sent to him, mm. messages, pictures from when he was a newborn to his first birthday, to his second birthday, holidays, family events. And so I think that it's wonderful that this also is part of that too, where it's a legacy that I will leave for him so that he can be empowered. And I think it is wonderful that we're doing that. And as you said, we're opening those doors for them so that they can be inspired to pursue their own goals with courage, just as you are with your podcast. And just as I am with my podcast as well, we are doing that for them. And I think it is an incredible thing. Yeah. Um, just that email thing. That's really sweet. I, I might even take that idea and start doing it on my own. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a good way to have everything in one place. And, you know, whenever they want, they can just take a look at it. It's a nice trip down memory lane. Um, so you've mentioned powerlifting a couple of times. And so I know you really want to talk about it and I want to really want to hear about it. So let's talk about powerlifting. So why do you powerlift and what's the goal with that? Why do I powerlift? Mm -hmm. So I started this journey in 2017 and it was one of the ways I was able to find purpose. Mm -hmm. As I had mentioned before in my road to discover myself in this ongoing lifelong journey, I said, what gives me purpose? What gives me passion? What is something I can do to take care of me and to feel empowered and to feel strong? And I discovered this. I discovered this on Instagram. I saw a few powerlifting athletes and I thought, this looks awesome. I researched it and I started. I started training for it. So basically in powerlifting, in a comp you are preparing for a competition, which is a powerlifting meet. So it involves a squat, a bench, and a deadlift. So you do three attempts in each, which will be nine lifts in total. So when you are in a meet prep, which is roughly about a 12-week program, you are increasing your strength base. So you're slowly, progressively adding more and more and more weight so that when you are in the meet competition day, you are essentially touching weights you haven't touched, which are within your th threshold, of course, within the threshold that your coach and your programming that they believe you'll be able to do. And so you're preparing for that so that you are setting more personal records for yourself. You're increasing it. And it is definitely an intense sport. You are having significant amounts of weight. For example, my, my most uh, recent amounts of weight, personal records, we call them PRs for squat. I did a 308 pound squat. 130, yes, 135 pound bench and a 336 pound deadlift. So it is a lot of weight and I just love it. I love how I'm challenged and it helps build my character. I like to also call it my character building time to where any stressors, anything, I bring it there and I release it in a healthy way 
and I feel strong and I feel empowered and it helps me fill my own cup so that I'm able to provide for my son and provide for my family. And it's something I'm very much passionate about. It is something that helped me get through some rough times when I was first going through my divorce and meeting other amazing athletes has been incredible as well. It's a sport where we essentially are competing against each other if we are in the same weight class, but we don't want to see anybody fail a lift. We're cheering each other on. We're saying you can do it. So it's such a wonderful supportive community that I'm so thankful to be a part of. And it has been such a great experience. And recently I know I had mentioned my coach, Mark, he's been incredible. We've done numbers that I couldn't even imagine doing if it wasn't for him. So I'm so grateful to have him as a mentor. And I'm also very thankful to be able to do this. And I'm hoping to do this as long as I can, as long as I'm healthy, it is something that has been very rewarding and has helped build my confidence. I noticed that other people say, Laura, you're so confident now that you started doing this. And I attribute a lot of it to powerlifting, lifting heavy weights and being successful has definitely helped me build a strong sense of confidence as well. And it sounds like it's uh, it's an aspect to your self-care as well, where Yes, you're a mom. Yes, you're a teacher. But when you're weightlifting, you're just putting it out there. It's a, it's a way for you to take care of yourself, release your stress, feel good about yourself. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So um, I want to thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your story. So towards the end, I uh, usually ask two questions. And the first one uh, is about sharing a message from your heart to someone who uh, who's going through maybe a tough time, who's uh, who's listening for hope and who's listening for inspiration. Maybe they want to be a powerlifter like you. Maybe they want to start a podcast. Maybe they're also a single mom and they're struggling a little bit. What would you say to them? What I would say is you are worth all of your goals. Anything that you want to set in life You have so much potential and so much greatness inside you. You just need to have the courage and start now. Start where you are. Start with what you have. There is no date to where, oh, this will be this designated date to where I'm going to start. No, you need to make it happen now. Make it happen now with what you have. Set those goals. And as I say, rep by rep put the reps in. The journey will not be easy, but life is not easy, but you have to do it. You are responsible for it. It is your responsibility. Ask for help also. Yes, you're taking responsibility to take those steps to work towards your goals, but do not be afraid to ask for help. You have to ask for help. You cannot do this journey alone. Having the support system is absolutely vital. And again, I really want to drive this point home. You are so worthy of it. You are so worthy of your own love. You are so worthy of all your goals. And remember, Don't do it for anybody else. You have to do this for yourself. So find what you're passionate about. Find what sets your heart, your soul on fire. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Ultimately, at the end of the day, it's your life. It's your responsibility. It is you. So do what makes you happy. Wow, Laura, thank you so much for sharing those empowering words. 
and I can feel that they have uh, the energy and the intention with them to, and then within them to uplift someone who's listening. Um, so uh, I want to, I want you to share one place where people can reach out to you, connect with you, talk to you, listen to your podcast. How can someone get in touch with you, Laura? Of course. So in Instagram, that is where I mainly post stories and I have my podcast linked there as well. In Instagram, it is Laura C. Cabrera. So it is Laura underscore C underscore Cabrera. You can find me there on Instagram. And as I said, I have my podcast linked there. I am on Spotify. I am on iTunes. I am on I am on Apple Podcasts. I used to call it iTunes. Like I know it's Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I am on iHeartRadio and I am on uh, Google Play as well. And yeah, that is where I'm mainly posting my content. As I said, my Insta stories, sharing my powerlifting journey there on Instagram. Amazing. Super. Thank you so much for uh, being on the show, Laura. Thank you so much for sharing your information. I'll leave a link uh, in the episode notes when I publish this episode so people can find you and listen to your awesome podcast. Thank you so much. It's been an honor being on your podcast and your journey has been absolutely empowering and hearing the stories of your guests as well. And I want you to know that I want you to know that you are making a difference in the world, that you are empowering others. And so keep living strong because you are making a difference. Mm. Thank you so much for saying that, Laura. That really means a lot. You're welcome. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to this edition of the Grow With Moon podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to my show so that you don't miss a future episode. Feel free to leave a rating, a comment. If you want to follow me on social media, my Instagram is the Grow With Moon podcast. Once again, thank you and enjoy the rest of your day.